As a longtime travel nurse, I know all too well that not all staffing agencies are created equal. That's why we're excited to have Stability Healthcare as our sponsor here at Happy Hour. As a staffing agency, their mission is shaped by the motto, Travel Nursing with Trust. They guide their nurses every step of the way with comprehensive search tools and transparent pay rates so you can take the next steps in your career confidently. Be sure to check them out on Instagram at Stability Healthcare or at www.stabilityhealthcare.com to embark on your next travel nursing experience with Stability. Welcome back to Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse. This week, we have another Mental Health Matters bonus episode with a new guest joining us, Justin, also known as Justin Lifts Things. He is a nursing student, fitness enthusiast, and social media influencer. So thank you, Justin, for joining us today. We're excited to have you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you both. I I feel very privileged to be here. So we're going to get a little personal today. Uh, can you <laughs> let's do it love that energy so can you start by telling us about your own personal mental health journey and i know that is very vague but just start wherever you feel yeah it's a good question i think i think these conversations are so important and i wish i had them more i think when my mental health journey started my name is justin i'm from california born and raised i am the epitome of a californian Californian. Um, I grew up in Northern California. You're getting the full background. I, I grew up with seven or eight brothers or sisters and sisters. So there was many of us, um, parents divorced. And my mental health journey, I think really started, one, was a really great conduit into, into nursing. Um, I think it was very much my mental health journey that brought me into nursing to begin with but really started with a lot of questions. And, and when I get asked why I, I stepped into nursing myself, why I feel so passionate about mental health advocacy, I, my journey started with just a lot of unknown and lacking the language, I think, around mental health, which is why having these conversations, I think, is so important and incredible. But growing up, I, I was a son of a addict. Um, my parents divorced, like I said. And there was a lot of mystery and unknown with what addiction was, what what depression, anxiety was, which really, you know, started with me, with my brothers. And there wasn't a whole lot of health literacy in my household. So I felt very passionate from a very young age to pursue education, opportunities. I don't know if I really knew what that looked like or what that was going to mean. And for a few years, it... it it took on the form of therapy. I wanted to become a therapist. I went to school. I did my undergrad. Um, I studied biopsychology in Santa Barbara and really just wanted to get answers. And and I say this a lot because it has a lot of meaning to me, but be the role model that I didn't feel like I had when I had all these questions and no answers. Spent a few years in the therapy world. And before going on to my master's, had a I was going to say total shift, but not really. I think I, I think nursing is very much therapeutic in a lot of ways. So I don't think it was a 180, but a little shift as far as some of the like logistics between nursing and and becoming a therapist. And I'm now in an ABSM program. Um, and I preface that because I know that's very different than some traditional BSM programs, especially right now in, in this last year of studying as a nursing student, but really excited to 
I think bring that journey to my patients. I think bring the empathy that a lot of us have who have experienced mental health challenges and struggles ourselves um, and pay it forward. That's that's really, really meaningful for me to, to pay it forward. Yeah, for sure. How long is your accelerated program? Because I did accelerated as well. And I think it was 16 months. Yep. F- 15 months. So we're Ooh. like closing out on eight. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't miss those days, but I feel for you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, you kind of talked about what made you go into the nursing field, but do you know what unit you want to work on after graduation? Yeah, I I knew you all would ask this. (laughs) No, And you're like, no. Eight months into the ABSM program, I I mean, maybe no surprise what brought me to nursing. I really thought I was going to be a psychiatric NP. that's that's what brought me to nursing school. You know, if I could pick and choose exactly what population I'd work with, I think it would be with adolescent queer folks, because that was very much my mental health journey growing up. I think since school, that's changed. You know, I have so much respect for that field and, and, and specialty and, and who knows, maybe I'll land there. But I think I'm I, I feel drawn very much to bedside medical, a lot of the skills that it, that I don't think that career in particular uses. So we'll see. I don't know, is the short answer. <laughs> That's cool that you like psych, though, because I remember when I was in my clinical, I've always thought psychology was so, so interesting. And then it's just, I liked it a lot, too, because we did work with a lot of adolescents in clinical, and you get to sit down with people and kind of just have, like, this conversation, like, one-on-one, like, what's going on, like, going out to lunch with a friend. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. But a lot of people say that they're worried about losing their skills and that's why they don't go in there. Or that's why after a while they'll go just to kind of have something calm after a while in a way. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Like as far as when when nurses get burnt out moving into more of the psychiatric realm. And I spent a few years after college, not as a nurse, I kind of found myself pigeonholed into operations and management which I enjoy, but at a treatment center. So it was a residential and um, it was outpatient um, as well for eating disorders in particular. So I got to see a lot of really cool nurses there. And and that was a common theme was nurses being bedside inpatient and then shifting over and, and doing a little bit more of holistic care, less medical, a little more therapeutic. Yeah. I love nursing for that reason. There's honestly, you can, anything that you can dream of, it's probably out there for you. Yeah. I still don't know if I'm going to do med search my whole life, but it's been a great stepping stone and I've learned a lot. So at least there's that. (laughs) So how has it been for you during this wonderful, beautiful pandemic that we were having? Do you feel being in nursing school with that? Obviously, I feel like I know this answer, but has it added more stress to your life and in what ways? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think... You know, me and my my cohort talk about this all the time. I mean, I'll, I'll preface and maybe start with we don't know what we don't know. So, I mean, I don't know what nursing school was like before the pandemic because that's all we've done. Um, in a lot of ways, I don't even really know what bedside was like before or during the pandemic in a lot of ways um, because we started we started this last June. So after like the, the first really brutal year. So we have stories of nurses that we're working with right now, but... Um, I, I I can't imagine. I mean, I think it shows up in in a lot of little ways, like going to clinical. I'm I'm sure you two know the the like feeling of not 
being wanted, I think is is augmented right now. And there's no one in particular to blame. But I mean, I mean, we've we've been in a lot of good hospitals, but you as a student, even even we, I think, can feel it. Um, nurses who are burnt out and, and have so much on their plate. And then, you know, I show up and I'm like looking over their shoulder every 20 seconds. It's uncomfy. Like I, that's the word I've been yeah. using about nursing school, which is good and bad. I mean, I, I think I've been challenged in ways that I've never been challenged in my, in my life. And I think, I hope that continues well into my nursing career, but it's been an uncomfy year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I mean, I said this a little bit, but there's so much privilege in that being a student right now and not a bedside nurse who, you know, has these stories of legitimate trauma. So I tread carefully and very sensitively, but but I think the experience of being a student is weird and, and uncomfortable right now. Yeah. And honestly, to be fair, that story about the nurse preceptors, I had a couple of those when I was in nursing school and I graduated in 2016 and I was like, wow, I'm really annoying this person. <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> I feel so bad too, because sometimes I am not mean. I'm never mean, but I am that nurse. I'm like, I got five patients, honey. I need you to follow me. And I feel bad because a lot of the times, I mean, depending on the school, but a lot of the times now they, they think students are not getting the clinical skills that it normally would to be on, you know, so when they come in, I'm like, can you do a blood sugar? And they're like, oh, I, I can't. Sorry, my instructor has to be there. And I'm in my head like, it's not their fault. Because in my head, I'm like, I just, that's the one thing I need you to do. Like, please. Yeah. <laughs> and they can't. And it's not their fault. But you just find yourself getting frustrated as the nurse. See, NICU, I love, I love students in NICU. Because they can do a lot of this stuff, right? Like, they can come and help me with feeds. They can change diapers. They can do all that stuff. So I'm like, heck yeah, let's double team this. Come on. It's awesome. Yeah. I love students, but I could see having like five patients and stuff. See, it makes my life easier. I could see how some yeah. people would find difficulty in it, but then there also are at least some people who really enjoyed the educational aspect of teaching mm-hmm. the next generation of nurses. And honestly, like we need our new nurses <laughs> stat. Yeah. And it's nice too. If they've never been a patient care tech or CNA, anything like that, it's nice because they've been following our PCTs around because they're drowning. So I'm like, here's the background of nursing. Know this first if you've never done it before, because then you'll help in the future. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anyone in particular to blame. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, it sucks to be the nursing student in that situation. And then Carly, I mean, I can absolutely, like, I, I know I'll mm-hmm. be in that position too, where I find myself annoyed and hopefully respectful, but, but like annoyed as hell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Remember where you started. That's all I tell myself. Yeah. I mean, an AccuCheck, I feel like, I feel like a student should be able to do, but I guess you never know. <laughs> I, I feel like I couldn't do that stuff until I got approved for it. So like if I did an IP, like, my instructor needed to be there with me yeah. to do the IV. I just couldn't be running around poking people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I get it. But it's hard when you're like, okay, so where's your instructor? And they're like, oh, she's on this and that floor. I'm like, okay, how long is that going to take for her to get here? And like, she hasn't answered me and it's been like 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll do it. But come with me. I'll show you, you know, got to figure it out. Yeah. Because it does stink when they don't get to actually do it either because, you know, you want to practice. Like you're going into a field, especially in the 15 month 
programs. Like you want to be able to practice stuff before you enter the field. Yep. I know it's, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, we've got eight weeks in, in peds right now as a rotation, but I mean, you get two, three bad nurses, you know, you're looking at like five or six days in, in what you maybe want to be your future. So yeah, it's, yeah, it, it, it can be difficult and, and, and hard and, and challenging, but I, yeah, I think the system is odd. And then, I mean, fortunately I'm in Los Angeles and our school's rotations have shifted quite quite a bit even this week like our schedule is crazy but we haven't had our clinicals removed altogether and i i mean i know friends who've had their clinicals removed entirely so oh my gosh which is wild that is so scary for them oh my gosh it's scary for them i i think for our future patients like i mean i just for everything so i it'll be interesting to see how hospitals shift and address that if they address that yeah. That's what I was thinking, like longer orientation. Yeah, they're going to have to do something like stretch out their orientation or have more clinical skills during the new grad process. I don't know. I don't know, because I don't yeah. really think the hospitals are going to do that right now. No. either. <laughs> like they're going to want people working real quick. So, I mean, so speaking of stress, now that we just stress Justin out on a mental health matters episode. <laughs> Oh, man. But you know what? In Ireland, I did a comparative healthcare class there when I was in school. And they used to do it where like one semester was with the books in and this might have just been the school I was at, but this school did it awesome if that's how it was. They did one semester in the books and one semester on the floor. And I thought that was awesome because you were on the floor so much more frequently. That's like, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. And I thought when I first got into nursing, I was like, wow, I don't know anything like we didn't. I, and I'm NICU. I'm very like specialized. They never put you on NICU for clinical. Like that's just, I luckily that was my capstone. I don't know if they still do capstones, but I luckily got practice on there. But a lot of the times if you go into different specialties, they, you barely got time in clinical. So I thought that that was a really good thing to get your fundamentals by having a lot of clinical experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's smart. We should, we should probably take that to the U S <laughs> So, Justin, I'm sure that you've seen all the nurse social media posts right now and how intense they are. Oh, yeah. Have these seemingly influenced you and your and your student friends? And has it adjusted your view of the nursing profession at all? <laughs> Definitely. Um, I've, you know, I've gone through waves when I when I was preparing for nursing school, like right as I got into nursing school, I like jumped into the online nursing community. And I mean, socially, I'm almost exclusively on Instagram myself. I, I've like recently gotten to TikTok and all those things, but I have, I'm on my phone enough as it is. So there've been a lot of really great influencers on Instagram. She's in Scrubs, I think was one of the first who I just like fell in love with. And I love the work that they're doing. I think yeah, she's cool. So cool. And I, I mean, yeah, I, there are so many others that I've interacted with and feel really inspired by. I love this question because recently I found myself like filtering a lot of their content out and not in like a like a negative way. Like that even sounds kind of icky saying out loud, but it's <laughs> I mean, we were just saying this. I was just talking about this a little bit, but it feels like these like opposite forces like me and my cohort's 30. So it's there's very few of us, but there's so much excitement and enthusiasm and energy about nursing. And uh, there's a very real reality that nursing right now is 
challenging will be the nicest word I can think of to, to describe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it is difficult. Like I, I think a lot of that excitement and enthusiasm has been curbed a little bit, um, dissipated quite a bit. And I mean, I think it's also important to be real, right? This is the career we're stepping into. I want to be informed and I want to be a good contributor to the industry and my colleagues. And then there's also moments where I'm like, I'm in school. I'm also working. I, you know, am trying to take care of my mental health as much as possible. I do not want to be questioning, at least in this part of my nursing journey, this career. So that's been challenging for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that it's also important to remember the excitement. I mean, it's really hard for some nurses to remember that right now, given the cult, like, I don't know, the atmosphere of mm-hmm. nursing at this moment in time. But there is a reason that we all went into it. There's a reason that you decided mm-hmm. to go to nursing and it's to help people. And to our core, we all want to help care for the community. Uh, so I think it is important when you're feeling stressed about things you're seeing to remember like the core reason that you sought out this profession and that you too can help make change in the profession because yeah I was telling I I was doing a speech with a um some students from Indiana and I was saying that I think it's so important for nursing students to go into their first jobs and acknowledge that they need mental health resources and that they need support and to tell these administrators and stuff like this is what I need this hospital down the road is like willing to give me these mental health resources. So I'm going to go with them unless you can provide me with something because realistically, almost every hospital right now needs nurses. Uh, Carly, correct me if I'm wrong, but like there's a massive shortage. So you Mm -hmm. guys have the ability to be like, I'm going to go to a hospital that offers me mental health resources that offers me safe staffing that offers me if there is trouble with staffing a solution to help fix it like you guys have the ability to go and for lack of a better word demands what you deserve as a nurse preach <laughs> i know seriously yeah i didn't even know we had it was crazy i didn't even know we had therapeutic resources or basically could go see a therapist through the hospital or counselor for free for i think eight sessions or something like that until two years into the shenanigans. I'm like, um, where was that when we were having anxiety issues and I couldn't sleep yeah. at night and like all these cute little things that you guys could help me with, you know? Yeah, ask about that stuff. So I think that's I think that's huge. Yeah. I think as well, just be there for your homies out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean you you bet those will be part of the conversation. I mean, I guess we're coming in, like I don't know what the infrastructure of hospital systems, at least in LA County is, I, I've never worked in one as a nurse. So I don't know what resources they have to offer. I mean, I think what is so selfishly something I'm excited for is really like the hard work you all did as nurses to start this conversation. I mean, we were not part of it at all. We are kind of coming in and reaping the benefits and making our demands. But I, yeah, I, I hope that shifts. I mean, I I'm coming maybe from a little bit of a different perspective of like coming from very much a therapy world. So like I, I go to therapy in my individual life. Like I, I do these things that just feel very automatic of maybe like looking for a culture that is or prioritizes mm-hmm. mental health is something that is definitely has been on, you know, my crosshairs before even wanting to be a nurse. But but I'm excited and, and hopeful for some of those shifts. Yeah, for sure. And they're coming. It's just taking a while. Like, <laughs> come on. Mm-hmm. 
Let, let's shift at every hospital. Where's the mental health resources at, everyone? I'm very vocal about this, though. So, <laughs> yes, she is. Do not get her on her soapbox. But we need vocal people. Like, absolutely. Yeah. We, I mean, we need, to, we, yeah, we need to be vocal, right? That's mm-hmm. how change happens. Yeah. I mean, for me as a person, it's important for me to find meaning, even in really shitty things like the pandemic. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think a silver lining for me is conversations, like even conversations with my family about mental health, like within my partnership, my relationship about mental health and taking care of each other. Yeah, for sure. You know, the like slowing down of the pandemic, I think, had a lot of us looking inwards and that was uncomfortable and difficult. But um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, things will will change because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's helped me with my like you said, like other relationships, not just with myself, but learning. I'm I'm trying and I've done better, but I'm trying not to be as reactive because during COVID, you know, I come home and I'm stressed and my boyfriend's like, hi, honey, how was your day? And I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) And in my head, I know like, don't do that. But it's just, we're feeling so much and there's so much unknown going on. And so I think it's really made me take a step back and realize, A, how I talk to people, B, taking that 10 minute trip home, however long your commute is and just talking to yourself. Like if you need silence one day, that's fine. If you need some music, that's fine. Just do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. So you can also take care of other people at home or in your world. But that's, that's been a blessing and a curse. So I've learned a lot about myself the last year and a half. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I think I found myself in the heat of the pandemic. Um, Again, not a nurse because this nursing is so new to me, but working at a treatment center, you know, so I was interacting with patients and, and managing staff and staff were calling out and all of the crazy things, probably in a much smaller scale than a lot of nurses were dealing with in a much smaller scale. But I found myself like three, four, five months into the pandemic where I would sit in my car for like 20 minutes and just blast. I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan, blast Taylor Swift, because I like if I went immediately from work into the door, like I could not give any compassion to my partner at all. Like it would just be frustration and anger and, Mm -hmm. you know, disappointment and all of these really negative feelings that I imagine as a nurse, like in my past position, like you were, you have to mask, you know, you can't be pissed off and sad and frustrated with your patients as a nurse. And then you go home and a lot of that, you know, bleeds into people you care about. And so it's, you know, it's like the role of a nurse is difficult. And then you go home and it, you know, it, it blurs, affects your life outside of nursing as well. Yeah. And I've tried to talk about like what has happened in my shift Mm -hmm. to people who aren't nurses. And I have literally been told, oh, I don't want to hear this. This is too depressing. That's my life. I'm like, well, yeah, didn't live it. Like, you weren't there. I was like, yeah. I was yeah. like, sorry, but I need to talk about this. And actually, when I first started nursing, when no one, like, I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone about it because I had tried once to the person I was with at the time and it didn't work. And so after that, I didn't really tell anyone and it just mm-hmm. ate at me. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start Operation Happy Nurse because I felt it's so important for you to feel like you could talk to people like around you about your crappy day or what happened to you without, you know, someone judging like judgment. Yeah. And they'll understand. It's just, it's, that's my thing too. I had to realize what we do is so different. Like even in your own specialty or niche, whatever, it's still different nursing, you know, or healthcare or something. And it's all relative. But I, 
that's the same thing. I would tell them a story or my friends that weren't in nursing and they just, they'd be like, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, that sounds rough. And I'm like, but you don't understand how rough. <laughs> like, no. And I had to realize that's not their fault. That's, that's a me problem. Yeah. And I'll talk to people that do understand. Yeah. It's more therapeutic. So find your people. Yeah, I think people in community is so important and huge. But um, I mean, I think as a nurse, you should also be provided resources, right? Going back to your employer, like you should have resources to to take care of yourself too. I mean, mm-hmm. I will like preach to the end of time. I therapy, if you have the resources to do it, I think is so important. I mean, I think it's one thing to chat with friends and your community members and and your coworkers or whatever it might be. You know, there's that is that is vital at least in my life and the management of of my mental health but i think therapy honestly changed my life in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. yeah you should definitely pass on to your student friends because i didn't know mental health resources were an option for me and um, hospitals do have them but they don't always tell you that they have them so make sure that you ask questions (laughs) being like what can you offer me for my mental health like ask them that yeah, and tell your other student friends to ask that because if your hospital doesn't offer a single mental health resource or the person who's interviewing you doesn't know, then there's a different hospital out there that can provide you way better support that you're going to need because nursing, no matter what, it's tough. And like, we have to talk about that. It's amazing. Like there's so much good in nursing too, but there's a lot of mm-hmm. difficulty. And so it's important to have your re- these resources available, but there's also Operation Happy Nurse. So you guys could check that out. <laughs> Small plugins. <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, th- I think a, a question that came to my mind as you were saying that, I mean, I love that Operation Happy Nurse exists. I love that resources mm-hmm. exist, but I think, also, like, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. Um, you know what? And this is just, I'm not, I don't know if I'm even asking you to, maybe I'm just asking your listeners and future nurses and current nurses, like, what do we, what do we want those resources to be? I know, you know, safe staffing ratios are vital and super important. You know, I know a lot of hospitals offer up to X amount of therapy sessions for employees, which I think is great. I, I don't love that personally. I've, you know, worked for employers in the past who've done that. And it's very much like this short term model of therapy and their referral system doesn't always work very well in the community. So, I mean, are, are, is our health insurance providing us, you know, with the resources to get therapy outside of just so many questions. So, right. Like, yeah. So I think that that's like a giant like this has been a problem for a while. The pandemic just, I don't know, made it more clear, but the mental health and nursing and resources for nurses has been an issue for quite some time. Um, Obviously staffing has to change. There's works in to help fix that problem because I mean, you're putting not only the nurse at risk, but you're putting the patient at patients at risk too. So like in general, that doesn't benefit anyone except for the pockets of hospitals because less nurses working with more patients, obviously financially that, benefits them. No comment on that, but that does benefit them, but it's worse on the patients. Like there's more risk for Mm -hmm. patient harm and there is, you know, a lot of mental health issues for nurses, early burnout, high turnover rates, all that jazz. California though does a lot better job with that. It's been a little bit difficult due to the nursing shortage, but in general, California does a phenomenal job and I think it needs to be replicated because they have acuity. So you can't have 
more patients than what like is in your acuity range. And again, the shortage of nurses has made that a little bit like the rules bent a little, but in general, even with their rules bent, they tend to have extra nurses on the floor helping. Whereas in, when I was working in DC, like we, as an admit nurse, I had patients. We didn't have break nurses. A lot of the times our charge nurse had patients. So there just wasn't extra people to help out. Whereas here, I, I feel like there tends to be more people to help out, which is nice. So in general, there's that whole aspect of how to help your mental health. There's asking about the resources. Yeah, eight sessions, like it's not enough, but hopefully at least it gets you in the door to do it and then you can continue on. My hospital uses either you can go in person or use BetterHelp. And I've personally really liked BetterHelp because you can change your therapist. So like if someone's not working for you, you can easily find someone else that could potentially work for you, which is a lot easier than going into a facility. But some people really don't like virtual therapy. So that just doesn't work for them. But at least, you know, they're given a little, a little something, something for, for therapy. But some hospitals do also offer like support groups, um, fitness stuff. They offer like a ton of other things that could benefit your health and wellness that you just need to ask for because they won't a lot of the times outwardly tell you because they already have so many other things they're telling you. It's just, I don't know. It's not, it's not at the forefront of what they are discussing or maybe they tell you once in that giant packet of paperwork that you get and you've already read a billion things and you miss it. Like that could totally happen too. So just asking what resources are available. And then the cool part about Operation Happy Nurse is we offer like a load of different stress relievers and our purpose is more at preventative measures of getting on top of your health and wellness and you're on top of your mental health before you reach the point of crises. But we do have some crisis resources, but you pick and choose from our different stress relievers that we offer so that you build your own like community per se with things that actually, you know, benefit you or you want to try to benefit you. So we're not just throwing like meditation at someone who's like, I'm never going to meditate in my life. It won't show up on your profile if you decide you don't want to be a part of that. Whereas someone who does want to be a part of that, it shows up on their profile. So we're trying to alter it to meet the specific person's needs. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, I love that. I mean, and I love preventative mental health work. I joke about this a lot, but the therapist I'm seeing right now, when I did my initial intake, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I told her, she, you know, she, they have to ask other questions. And they asked, like, why are you seeking mental health? And I think the exact words I said were just like mental health maintenance. Like I, you know, I'm not in crisis. I didn't have anything really triggering recently. I just I want you so that when shit hits the fan, like, you know, my sessions in three days. And she just did not understand <laughs> that. I don't know if she just hasn't had a whole lot of, you know, clients who have come to her in that stage of there. But I think having resources available so that when shit hits the fan, you know, is so, so important. And then knowing that, you know, what works really well for me might not work for you. And I think, you know, sometimes we can get really fancy with mental health as well. I, I think sometimes like basic things can be so crucial. So even just like, like my sleep hygiene or how much water I drink in a day or knowing your red flags, I think are important. Like for me, this sounds silly saying out loud, but I know that I'm not doing mentally very well when I stop getting curious and a couple months ago that showed up, like I, I stopped listening to podcasts like this one, which is something I love to do. Like I love to listen to the news in the morning. I love to listen to podcasts. I love to, you know, research all of my awesome nursing advocates who stress me out right now. Mm -hmm. 
And then I'll go into like seasons of the year, like, uh, you know, January was difficult where I'm just kind of like unloading with music and I'm not stepping into any curiosity and, and that can be a red sign, red flag for me. So knowing those red flags, I think are really important. Yeah. I like that you say that. I never think of them as red flags, but that's true because I, I'm a reader. Like I love to read and I just, this January, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get 70 books this year. Let's start. And then I got to like book three already and I'm like, hmm not really feeling the motivation I usually have. So I'm, I'm sure that's just another stress in my life that I'm not really being honest with myself about. So, I mean, granted, it's a whole new year. And I think with nursing, especially it's been, what do we get this year, guys? And then now we have all the other stuff going on. I'm like, mm, this looks fun. <laughs> We're going to make it through though. It is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, right. I mean, we do our best. I think we can self-reflect, we can learn, we can grow. I mean, I don't know. I think something I I I, I want to say is like I I don't know the answers on how to master my mental health, right? I think that's a mm-hmm. you know I think we're always we're always doing it. Um, I'm always learning. The way that I take care of my mental health changes is yeah. very different this year than what it looked like last year. And I think that you know is a natural process of growing and and changing ourselves. But right, like I yeah. There's no answer. And that's frustrating to me. And I think a lot of nurses who are type A and I like want all my answers and all my things. And and then sometimes we just don't want to read that book and and we can chat about it or self-reflect about it or find something else maybe that gives you energy right now. Or mm-hmm. we can just be honest and sit with that feeling, which sucks, but is important. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a journey. So it's like an everyday thing. So do you have any advice for those going into nursing school right now? Any way to deal with stress? I know obviously we just said everyone has their own different uh, stress relief things, but what works for you and what's some advice maybe? No pressure. <laughs> That's, it's a good question. It's a super good question. I mean, I, I think something that I really lucked out with, but I was also pretty intentional about is creating, again, like your little com- community. Um so I have a really close, like few, few of us who have, uh, you know, who you go through the trenches with. Nursing school is like nothing else in the world. I mean, we're like doing IVs on each other. We're poking each other. We're practicing all of our things on each other. So having a group is, is, is crucial. And I say that because I did an ABSM program. Like I've done the college experience. You know, I, I got all of that out of my system. And before starting this program, I was very much like, I'm going to, I'm going to go into class. I'm going to go into clinicals. I'm going to go home. You know, I have like family and a job outside of all of this. So I did not think I would create that community, but it has like sustained me through the last eight or nine months. So important. I've said this a few times, but if you have the resources, I think therapy is super important. Like my therapist is very tired of hearing me talk about how anxious clinicals still make me, but that's been super important. And then your little things like I, it's, I was just having a conversation with my, with one of my friends about this and, and this might not resonate with nursing students who are listening, but for me and my mental health, like I would very much rather be a B nursing student who is investing in some of the, the content that really draws to me. So wanting to maybe really learn about cardio and push aside my OB lecture right now and not worrying about like the straight A's, like the quality of information, maybe because this is my second undergrad degree, just feels different. Like I, I 
am less concerned about looking perfect and more concerned about like, I want to learn for my future patients. And I want to feel drawn by those values that brought me into nursing school in the first place. And then scheduling time for whatever makes you happy. And right now that's watching Euphoria all the time (laughs) with my partner or reality television show or like just going out for dinner or drinks or whatever it might be. Like those, those to me, holistically, I think make me a better or will make me a better nurse than, you know, a straight A student who is stressed out and maybe didn't even learn like a quality information anyway and just went for the grades. So I think I've just breathed through this program a little bit more. Like I've chilled out. Um, yeah, I will say, so I've never seen Euphoria, but for whatever reason, I got deep into it on social media. No. And now all my explore pages about Euphoria. Yeah. I've ruined everything for me because I'm so in deep and I've never watched an episode. Yeah, I was late to it. I just got into it and we have yeah. like binged through season one and I'm almost caught up and it's not a show I, I would recommend binging because it is so depressing deep and dark but and depressing yeah yeah but it's I've heard it's so good like I need to I need to actually watch it and not just watch on Instagram I would recommend <laughs> that is so funny thank you so much for joining us on this episode of mental health matters with operation happy nurse we are so thankful that you were willing to speak with us about your personal journey for those who want to hear more from Justin please check him out at Justin lifts things on Instagram. Stay tuned next week as we interview another amazing mental health advocate and nurse. As always, stay tuned, stay excited, and let's get stress relieving. Bye, guys. Bye.